Good morning, good morning, everybody. Buenos dias, damas y caballeros. I was going to do Sancho today, but I decided I'm going to wait till Wednesday for Sancho. I got to let the beard grow out a little bit more. Um, folks, I got Juan O'Saven on the phone right now. He's listening to everything. We're going to be talking to the. We're going to be talking about the Chinese balloon. Give me a a thumbs up if you guys can hear me well. Give me a thumbs up if you guys can hear me. This is a very important broadcast this morning because we're going to be discussing. The Chinese balloon. Folks, uh, you can Venmo me, D-Rod 1977, D-Rod 1977. If you appreciate me bringing this information to you, show me some love, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, folks, when the lights go out on Amazon, when the lights go out, that's on Amazon. Leave it honest review. Leave it honest review on that one. Uh, and then my mama's book, The Mexican Mix, where she goes slumming with a Mexican. That's uh, that's also on Amazon. Leave an honest review on that as well, folks. Uh, Virtual Shield 1, Virtual Shield 1. Don't go anywhere without this, folks. A new report reveals that one of the big three credit bureaus has just experienced a major breach by an unidentified malicious hacker group. The breach resulted in names, full social security numbers, financial account numbers, and driver's license numbers of consumers being compromised. Data breaches are surging. That's why tens of thousands of Americans protect their personal data with Virtual Shield 1. Virtual Shield 1 is a top-rated identity theft and fraud monitoring suite. It has advanced identity protection solutions and includes identity theft protection, monitoring, Virtual Shield's VPN, uh, antivirus, and more than 24-7 peace of mind. Gives me a peace of mind, folks. It works. Uh, give your personal data the protection it needs with a free 60-day trial. And, wow, 67% off, folks. 67% off Virtual Shield 1 during their limited time special simply by going to Virtual Shield 1. Hit the link below in the description box. Hit the link below, folks. Hit the link below. Where's my pen? Here it is. All right. Now, let's get into this. I got Juanito listening to every word I say right now, just like the Chinese balloon. <laughs> Hold on, Juanito. Spotify, Nino's Corner. <laughs> Hold on. I can't start yet. Hold on. Hold on. Spotify, Nino's Corner. Telegram, Nino's Corner. Getter is Nino's Corner. Rumble is Nino's Corner. Uh, you'll get a lot of good stuff on Rumble. I put everything first on Nino's Corner.tv. Then it goes to Rumble. Um True Social, David Rodriguez Boxer. Instagram, David Nino Rodriguez Boxer. Twitter, Nino Boxer. Patriotware, ping, right there, patriotware.com. Uh, get yourself some cool hats, jerseys, shorts, sweaters, gear, folks, some cool gear. Um, Nino's Corner.tv is absolute fire. I have Trevor Loudon on there right now. Trevor Loudon. Uh, we are, we, it's not about if or when. We are at war with China. Um, I've got Juan O'Saven, two-part series going up. His first series is up last night. I'm going to put the second one up tonight, uh, all discussing about the Chinese balloon, which he's going to hit some points today that he feels you all need to know about. Uh, Pony's coming on, Dustin Nemos, John D'Souza, talking about the alien, the coming alien invasion that they're going to try to throw at us, scare us. Believe me, folks, that's in the works. Um, and then Alki David, King Alki, King Alki David, King Alki David, the king of Antigua. Right, Juan? Well, I don't know if he's king of Antigua. <laughs> Hold on. Antigua. All right, folks. And one sec. Before I bring Juanito on, I must do my little spill here. Coming at you live from the apocalypse, boy. Yeah, baby. Let's go. I got Juanito on the phone. Oh, special treat for you guys today. Special treat. Let me see. And you guys got to give me a thumbs up. Make sure you can hear Juanito. Juanito. Can you hear me, Juanito? Nino, Nino, Nino. I can hear you loud and clear, please. All right, guys, give me a thumbs up if you can hear him. It's not going to be the best audio. It's just, I'm doing with what I can do here on a live. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear him. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Yeah, let's give a thumbs up. All right. That, that one thumb there, that was a kind of a hairy one. 
All right, so Juanito, I have you on. <laughs> I got you on Nino's Corner TV talking about the Chinese balloon. I'm going to put those on Rumble later. Uh, Juan, what you know? Let, let's touch on this today. What we can, um, you know, to me, you sounded a bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. You sounded a bit concerned when I was talking to you the last three or four times. Uh, kind of more like frustrated and a little distressed. Am I right in saying that? Well, um, you know, the, the things I guess that you got to think about, most people heard this as though it just suddenly happened or we were somehow surprised. Um, the way that this works with our surveillance systems, uh, satellite and otherwise, we knew when this balloon was being launched. We've been watching them launch from this area uh, for several years. And the balloons that are coming up are getting more sophisticated as they go. So knowing that there was a balloon going up was not like, you know, a mystery. And in the way that information flows, um, the most important information every day in the president's daily brief has to do with maneuvers that need to be made um, uh, it's with satellites to observe things and monitor things because you you have to kind of anticipate it. The, the further out you can move a satellite if you got to judge nudge it somewhere if you got to take images over U.S. soil, uh, which require, requires a presidential signature, then uh, you have to anticipate those ideally a few days in advance and. Um, you know, anytime uh, a dev group moves a team somewhere, it's still Team 6, you want to have overhead satellites. Well, they got to coordinate to make sure that the timing is right, that they got good overheads if they don't have drones or something like that that can be stationary uh, in the area and certain types of aircraft. So there's a lot goes into it. Well, those authorizations for certain maneuvers have to be done by uh, the president. And so... Um, uh, because of the way fuel consumption is like that, uh, that's in the president's daily brief. When, um, when you have uh, something like this, that we see them going up, you know, the track that that thing's going to take, cause you know where the jet stream is once, uh, so it may be on, uh, the back page or no page at all during the initial launch over China. But if it's anticipated that it's loaded with certain types of uh, equipment and something that we've seen similarly before, it's going to go somewhere in the back pages. Once it starts to leave Chinese airspace and they haven't done anything to uh, retrieve it, that moves it right to the top of the list because we may need to move satellite assets, surveillance assets uh, to be there look at it and there could be an international incident all sorts of things so it's going to move from the back page to the first page or two and once that thing's getting ready to enter u.s airspace if it wasn't already on the first page it's on the first page when the president gets up in the morning uh his chief of staff is already going to review that know what the points are that uh, need to be discussed and know what things need to be signed. There's going to be paperwork that has to be signed for approvals to move uh, vehicles for monitoring over U.S. Uh, territory. That so, Juanito, the fact that, that, that it the, the fact that it made it over the mainland and stayed so long, it was allowed to do so. Correct. The well, and you got you got to you know, you got to you got to back up a bit. This is really important. Most people only heard about this when it was in Montana. When it was out at the edge of the Aleutians and headed for U.S. soil, we had a lot of notice. So uh, the guys that do this kind of monitoring, they're up uh, at places that use numbers for names at midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning, having their meeting, sitting around the table, half a dozen to a dozen guys, making the decision, okay, we need this vehicle here, this vehicle here, this vehicle here, this vehicle here. These are the things we have to cover. Uh, we've done uh, uh, various computer analysis of what's where 
and what its capability is. And we got all these birds that we're looking at. Uh, we're going to have to deploy an aircraft. We're going to have to do something else. So, for example, is that vehicle, is that as that balloon was headed for U.S. soil? Um, you you would have had aircraft going out to monitor it, photograph it. You'd have had satellites photographing it. This wouldn't be an arbitrary minor thing uh, because every single time you don't know what it might have that could be um, a problem. And so, you know, we're not lackadaisical on that. To think that any of the services are lackadaisical knowing that you have some kind of this coming over U.S. soil never happened. Not happening. So nobody was asleep at the switch inside those services. And uh, that information is going to the Pentagon, it's going to secure facilities, and it's going to the president's desk. And um, if uh, it used entered U.S. soil in the Aleutians, in Alaska, in the U.S. soil down at the mainland, and the decision to allow it to keep going, you know, if you were you knew it was headed for the mainland, wasn't going to turn around and go backwards all the so way. So why back. why did they allow it to keep going, Juanito? Well, you, you have to think if it's truly a weather satellite or if it's truly gone errant somehow, um, you know, and you don't think it's actually, you know, if it's just looking um, for fallout, for example, or uh, some other anomalous thing. Maybe you don't want to make that big of a spectacle of it, but when it's got that huge sensor array on it, it's clearly there for a reason. It's it had a uh, it had a propulsion system on it as well, right? What you, that's what you told me on my yeah uh... yeah yeah. It's got a propulsion system on it. And that's that's the real point. As soon as we saw it lifting off, we knew from previous times seeing these particular vehicles launched that this had a particular package. Uh, type on it that we photographed up close, you know, several times before. Um, uh, this one was of a type that's maneuverable. And um, when you're up at the super high altitude, you know, people are talking about, you know, had propellers on and all that. The propellers don't work at, at really high altitude. It's too thin. You uh, uh, almost without a doubt, it had a, uh, um, propulsion system that used the hydrogen out of the bag, out of the out of the balloon bag. Uh, hydrogen gas can be used as a fuel. And so at lower altitudes, propellers could could work, but they're not, you know, super efficient. Um, and uh, uh, so I didn't see Is there is there is one though is there a you said that it was a surveying, right? You said serving and Looking well, here's over, a, here's a couple of the real issues. Uh, the way it came in because Russia's been nudging our um, jet stream, uh, making a point ever since Zelensky. If you look all across the Americas, uh, the weather patterns have been screwed up, uh, north and south. Uh, Chile, uh, at the other end, uh, other hemisphere, has got monstrous forest fires going on right now, just unbelievably huge. And uh, you've got uh, weather issues going on across Central and South America. We had this unbelievable cold uh, across the Midwest and Northeast just a few days ago, similar to what we had back at Christmas time because the jet stream got bumped uh, using uh, this uh, uh, radar system that can also uh, – um, have an effect to push the jet stream around the moisture of the jet stream. Um, it's like using ultrasound to, to push something in, in the RF frequencies. And so uh, they did this to us before very intensely back in the early and mid-70s. And that was the basis for the decision to uh, do SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative, under Reagan and get control of the weather, amongst other things, and then create a uh, the ability to have a, a dome for incoming missiles. That's why they went to hypersonic missiles, left intercontinental ballistic missiles as the primary delivery system. So there's, the long and short of it is China, uh, when the jet stream got bumped, 
a lot of times what happens is it speeds up. It's like putting your finger over a garden hose. When you divert it like that, it, it speeds it up because it has to race to come back into where it wants to be, the sweet spot. And so it's kind of like throwing a rock in a stream when you when you bump it, uh, divert the, the river of air, uh, <clears throat> this jet stream. When that happened, it's like a guitar string or something, a rubber band. It's very elastic. And as it comes back across the country, it, it doesn't just oscillate left and right, if you will, side to side. It also oscillates up and down. It was bouncing. So um, in the Northeast, for example, when they had those super cold temperatures and high winds, uh, you had it bounce. Mount Washington in uh, uh, the Northeast, you had a uh, wind chill factor of 107 below zero. And uh, uh, actual true temperature, I think it was like uh, 32 or somebody had high winds with it. And that's the jet stream actually dropping down closer to the surface of the earth and causing those high winds and bringing temperatures you know, up at, say, 34,000 feet, you'll have 60, 65 uh, below zero is the air temperature. And as that jet stream kind of comes down, it'll bring temperatures way down at lower altitudes. Plus, because the jet stream is being diverted from this Arctic region and moving further south on the continental U.S. for a little period, it brings those Arctic temperatures down with it also. So it's kind of a double whammy, the natural cold that you have at higher altitudes, and then the cold from those Arctic conditions caused this cold blast across, across America. And prior to that, uh, back at Christmas, when this whole thing kind of got wonky, because when, when you throw these weather patterns off, it takes a while for them to kind of settle down into where they naturally normally want to be. And uh, when it got thrown off back when Zelensky was here, and the Russians want to make a little point for the fact that they weren't happy with us. Um, uh, the Chinese decided to take advantage of it, and that's when they launched the, the Chinese. The Chinese, no doubt. What happens is the jet stream will travel at a higher speed for a period of time. If you're going to do a launch, um, you want to get it in there. It's going to move things a little more rapidly uh, through those areas. So when that balloon got up there and then hit the sweet spot, it was on its way. And, of course, again, you have Alaska bigger than Texas. And this balloon coming all the way across the Aleutians, this long stretch, that that balloon traveled a couple thousand miles before it ever got to Montana. And we were watching it in U.S. airspace, uh, in and out of U.S. airspace. Well, Juan, you told me there was plural, more, more than one balloon, correct? There's more than one balloon, folks. Yeah. And are they so, being monitored right now, Juanito? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the data that China this is... was particularly distressing because... Um, uh, and by the way, it was at different heights, too. Uh, uh, we had airline pilots that were making sightings and things like that uh, long before you, you know, got to, you know, all the public looking at it. Um and several of them said it's a lot lower than what had been said. You know, this is the thing running up to around hundred thousand plus. So, one though, are these so are these these Chinese balloons right now are collecting all the data they need, and they are being allowed to? Is the way is what I, is what I'm under the impression? Well, yeah, it's not just that it was allowed to. It's was especially distressing here. The way that it came in, it came in, and it actually went right down the line at some of our more secure nuclear sites. And then part of the question was, um, just like leaving equipment behind in Afghanistan um, and in Iraq, when ISIS got all the equipment uh, miraculously, amazingly, um, and, uh, you know, all the tanks were full and all the uh, guns had all the ammo right there for them uh, uh, over a decade ago. You know, who was really calling the shots there. So, Juanito, are you telling me that we left equipment outside in military bases and to be surveyed, to be looked at on purpose? Uh, questions need to be asked at the 
congressional level was everything put away nice and tidy like it was supposed to as this thing came through. Because here's the problem. Um, uh, a lot of these locations have special vehicles and special capabilities that we, you know, upgraded uh, back during the Trump era. And uh, uh, the question is, was, th- was stuff left out that shouldn't have been left out? When you have days in advance, you know there's a problem. When you have hours. Now, the balloon, if it's up there in the jet stream, you know, in some areas it's traveling 200 miles an hour, 150. Uh, uh, you know, to cross Montana would have taken two hours. It's a jet stream, it's at 200 miles an hour, it's about 400 miles across Montana. So my point is, um, we all the time move stuff. We're concerned about satellites flying over and stuff like that. Um, and the satellites, depending on what one it is, they, they can be out there, you know, one to 400 miles out. You can have geosynchronous stuff that's, you know, all the way out stationary, you know, but so far away, it doesn't take the same detail. Um, the balloon, when it went over, differences between um, a satellite coming through and looking through the clouds, by the way, they, they can see through the clouds using um, uh, radar, radar imaging. And so you could tell the difference between, say, a ballpoint pen and uh, a, a kitchen knife. Jeez. Clouds using satellites that come in, and they. they so I would. So I would. So I would take it that this balloon, this Chinese balloon, could see absolutely everything in detail up to the fibers in your clothing. Maybe I mean, was it that? I mean, well, yeah, let's let's put it this way. So uh, this would be about one quarter the height of the lowest pass that you would get from one of our complex uh, surveillance satellites. And as you get closer and closer, of course, your ability to see stuff a little bit clearer um, gets better uh, if you've got, you know, certain types of cameras, stuff like that. So, uh, and to measure things like that. The flip side of it is a satellite up in space costs, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars to deploy. The cost to deploy this balloon with the ray on it uh, is relatively minuscule. And um, uh, even the risk, you know, so they so they knocked the balloon down. You know, they made a big spectacle of it. Yeah, but they uh, already she, got the data they needed. Is it, who cares if we knocked it down? They already got what they needed. Well, and that's, and that's the point. I mean, it, they made a big spectacle after after the horse is out of the barn and you close the door. Oh, that was smart. That was genius. Um, yeah, but, but, but you, know what, you got a picture, you know. It didn't just take pictures at key um, military sites that everybody here knows about. The path that it took, took it right over several of those locations that are not um, known to the public directly. You know, we have, uh, it's kind of like X-Files, and there's a farmhouse out in the cornfield, and, you know, it's got a nice road to it and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're a local, you kind of go, well, it's kind of oddball. Uh, it's one of the big farm combines that owns it or whatever. We have a number of facilities that look like, um, you know, on the surface, you know, AT&T's the cell towers up there. And in reality, those are um, locations that we have very secure facilities. It went right down the pipeline over several of them and uh, held locations, steered to go over those locations, far more complex of a flight than it had really been said uh, to most everybody. And then, of course, you heard about it over Montana for a uh, day and a half. Well, if it's in the jet stream, uh, it could be over Montana in a couple of hours. And in reality, it was holding station trading altitude for well, Wanito, using up some of the hydrogen gas holes there. Wanito, can you tell us where the other balloons are or are being monitored right now, or you cannot say? Oh, I'll let I'll let other folks bring that out when they want to. This we have several of them that are, that are being monitored in various places, and some of them are uh, 
probably more sophisticated in different lanes than this one. So, they're, so they're getting all the information they need. They are, yeah. One, do you? Let me ask you this. In, in, you know, I've talked to Trevor Loudon on Nino's Corner TV, and you've been on Nino's Corner TV. Um, and he he stresses the point that it's not if or when we're going to going to war with China. We are in we are at war with China right now. Do you agree with that? Well, when Tr- President Trump closed up Cheyenne Mountain, March of 2020, be careful stated, what you say here. Be careful what you say here, please. I, I just this is what was in the public broadcast. I'm not saying anything that CNN and everybody else didn't cover. I know, I know, but I, I need this to go on YouTube. Let's okay. look. Everybody, everybody knows what I've said before. Yeah, yeah. Know. So, uh, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that, then uh, it was known that we were in a in a hairy situation uh, a long time ago, and this is just a continuation of that. The question is, what you're really asking: um, Do we go from a cold war to a hot war? Kinetic, uh, you mean kinetic, and, yeah, right? And yeah, kinetic, uh, and and it's just like Russia, you know, uh, Germany, uh, the uh, I think it was the Minister of Defense, or whatever, said, you know, Germany's already at war with Russia. It's a proxy war. Um, people got all whiny that he said that you know Germany's at war. He wasn't exactly. You know, he wasn't mincing words. <clears throat> much, much people want to mince words. Look, we may still have people doing commerce with China. We have other relationships, but uh, it's like people living in the same house that are going through a divorce. Okay, uh, there's a certain dance that happens, but uh, they're coming apart. We're disengaging. Um, you know, the families that engineered uh, bringing China into the West are now engineering moving us to a wartime setting with China because this is about moving the world to war. This is World War IV. Uh, you know, Skip we World War III. The Cold War was World War Three, correct, Juanito? Yeah, yeah. We, we won World War Three. Soviet Union doesn't exist. This is World War Four and forms a number of foundations. The foundation for this um, project that they have, they, they call it their great work. I'm, I'm being literal now. The people behind what's happening, those families that are trying to engineer the world to a world conflict again, primarily based in the Northern Hemisphere, because they intend to own the Southern Hemisphere, they <clears throat> and write it out till the dust settles, 100 years. Those people that are engineering the world to war view this as a foundational moment. This is the great work, the great work that's been in play literally for 150, 175 years, uh, two to 300 in some people's minds. But you have to picture, well, nobody's thinking that far in advance. The evil behind them, the devil himself, Moloch, Baal, uh, whatever name you want to go by, the green man. He goes by a thousand names. Uh, green because he hid amongst the green leaves of the tree back at the garden. That entity wants to move the world to war because he will own the planet after we're uh, decimated him and his servants. That's their attitude. That's the attitude of the people that we're fighting. And, um, you know, it's their belief that they're supposed to own the planet, um, and belief is the driver of. Uh, Juanito, Juanito, can you? you know, I'm going to finish my report. Can you finish this conversation later today? Would you have time? Oh yeah. Let, let me call you after this broadcast because I got about 30 minutes left. Let me knock this out and I'll give you a call. All right, belief is the driver of action. I was going to say. All right, bro. Sounds oh. good. All right, Juanito. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Juan, I'll hit you up. There you go, folks. I, uh, I have to keep him on a leash because I'm scared he's going to say something that might, you know. So there you go. A little special treat from Juanito himself. Now you kind of know what's going on. Uh, I, I talked to him many times yesterday 
uh, about this. I, I, and I knocked out two ser- uh, two part series with him, both over an, an hour long, uh, just to get to the bottom of this Chinese Chinese balloon situation. So I hope I'm doing you all good by this. I, I tried to, I, but I, 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 when it starts getting into a deeper discussion, I got to pull it back because I got to keep the channel, folks. You got, you guys got to understand this. Um, so there's there's a little bit of what's going on with the balloon situation, and uh, it is serious. This is this is not fun and games, folks. No matter how they try to play it out, we got China Joe, China Joe, just doing whatever they want, letting them do whatever they want. So who's really in charge here, folks? Who's really in charge? How long, you know, what they were monitoring, another thing I wanted to say was they were monitoring how long our response takes. They were surveying, they were mapping, seeing just how long a response would take. Who's really in command? Who's really in command here? They want to know. They have questions. And if you all, a lot of you have been on my channel for a while, you know what I mean when I say, gee, who's really in command here? This is much more serious than you all realize. It really is. A lot of people say we're two years away from a war with China. I have people that come on my show on Nino's Corner.tv all the time. If you're on there, you're ahead, you're ahead of the ball, folks. You're ahead of the ball. They're saying, ah, we are at war with China. We are at war with China. This is fifth generational warfare. General Flynn said it. Breaking news, 7.8 earthquake uh, in Turkey. Uh, level four state of emergency now declared in Turkey. Uh, some are saying the earthquake in Turkey was a, a 10 kilometer level, which could mean, hey, could it mean they're blowing out some dumbs? I don't know. I don't know. I leave it. I lay it out for you all to play it out. I got to get Gene Decode back on my channel to talk about. I got to send him an email and see if he wants to come on and we can talk about this. Uh, so the suspected Chinese spy balloon flying above U.S. was shot down. <laughs> a little little too late, China Joe. A little too late. They got everything they needed, buddy. So is China preparing, besides the fact that they were surveying, mapping, seeing everything, just looking right up our ass, <laughs> looking right up our ass with a microscope, could they be planning an EMP attack? Um, folks, don't dismiss this. Do not dismiss this. Um, an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Boom, knock out our grid system. Yeah, they could be. I'm going to be honest with you. And now that we control the house, now that we have McCarthy in the house, see, they have the White House by proxy. We have the house by proxy. Anything, Folks, they're looking to make moves is all I'm saying. And that's how I'm reading this. This is my belief, my opinion. I talk to a lot of people in my interviews. We're in a very serious situation right now, folks. Very serious situation. So could they be using an EMP soon, this year, next year? They sure are invading our, our, our airspace with no fucking problem. <laughs> no problem at all. They know they can't wait much longer for Trump to make a move, folks, because now that we're in the house and things are starting to transpire, they know they don't got much longer. Things are moving. So I've always said this many, many times on my show Big moves ahead, folks. Big moves ahead. 2020 was just a scrimmage for what these people are planning to do. Bank on it! McCarthy calls for intel briefing on Chinese spy balloon over Montana. Uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Thursday night called for a briefing of the Gang of Eight, the group of lawmakers charged with reviewing the nation's most sensitive intelligence information, following reports of a Chinese spy balloon flying over Montana. Montana. 
Chinese brazen disregard for U.S. sovereignty is a destabilizing action that must be addressed, and President Biden cannot be silent. Uh, McCarthy tweeted, I am requesting a Gang of Eight briefing. The Pentagon said Thursday it had detected and was tracking a Chinese surveillance balloon flying high over the United States. Now I'm saying I'm going out to, you heard it from Juan, plural, plural, folks, not one. How many? Two, three, four, five, ten, twelve. Uh, another Chinese surveillance balloon that has hit the press is uh, transiting Latin America right now, Pentagon says in a new statement. So what, they're just sending balloons over here. China is having a party. Oh, they're having a big party. And they want everyone to come to the party in the United States. We're sending a lot of balloons. <laughs> U.S. downs Chinese balloon flashpoint in U.S. Tension, U.S. Chinese tensions. So the U.S. military on Saturday shot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the Carolina coast on orders from President Joe Biden after it transversed sensitive military sites across sensitive military sites across North America. The latest flashpoint in tensions between Washington and Beijing. Biden wanted the balloon down on Wednesday, but eh, was advised that the best time for the operation would be when... eh, would be over water, folks. When it's over water, it was best to shoot it down when it's over water. Let them get everything they need first. U.S. officials officials said military officials determined that bringing it down over land from an altitude of 60,000 feet would pose an undue risk to people on the ground. The presence of the balloon in the skies above the U.S. this week dealt a severe blow to already stained, strained, strained U.S.-Chinese Heist uh, relations that have been in the downward spiral for years. It prompted Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to abruptly cancel a high-stakes Beijing trip aimed at easing tensions. Po- folks, people, there's some, there's people out there that want World War Four. Let's call it World War Four. They want it. They want the scorched earth policy. But no, I wear a tinfoil hat. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Get back to your Instagram. Get back to your Monday Night Football. Get back to your Facebook. Put your head in the sand. Chinese spy balloon crashed off Hawaii coast four months ago, U.S. officials say. So there was another one that ah, (laughs) crashed off the Hawaii coast. So how many of these balloons have been entering our airspace? That's the question I want to know. A Chinese spy balloon crashed in the Pacific off the coast of Hawaii four months ago, U.S. officials say. Fox News has also learned that at least one Chinese spy balloon flew over portions of Texas and Florida during the Trump administration. During the Trump administration? Are you sure about that? This is coming from Fox News. Do you trust it? Because I don't. Because I don't. Despite the former president's insistence, it never happened. So the news comes after the U.S. military shot down a Chinese balloon off the coast of South Carolina on Saturday, seven days after it was allowed to drift across the continental United States. So what do they do? What do they always do? They say, ah, we're not bad. This happened to Trump as well. Trump let a balloon come over here. Are you sure about that? Trump responds after anonymous official claims Chinese spy balloons flew over U.S. on his watch. So what does Trump say about this? Former President Donald Trump responded to claims that the Chinese regime spy balloons entered U.S. airspace during his administration, administration, saying such alleged events never happened. As an anonymous U.S. Defense Department official, an anonymous, anonymous, folks, an anonymous U.S. Department House official, Who is this person? Said over the weekend that spy balloons transited over U.S. territory under the Trump administration. But Trump, in a Fox News interview on Sunday, pushed back. This never happened. It would have never happened, Trump told the outlet, adding that the Chinese regime respected us greatly under his leadership. It never happened with us under the Trump administration, and if it did, 
we would have shot it down immediately out of Trump. It's disinformation. So basically what they're doing is, ah, you know what we do? So Biden doesn't look so bad. Let's say an anonymous, an anonymous person, an anonymous official, an anonymous official, an anonymous U.S. Defense Department official. They got to remain anonymous because we don't want them to know that we're pulling this out of our ass. See how they do this? So the left can be like, well, this happened under Trump too, okay? It's not just Biden. It was also Trump. Trump started the balloons. So in a world of drones and satellites, why use a balloon? Why a balloon? You know what my theory is on this? Because they're not intimidating and they just drift. They're not scary. In a world of advanced surveillance technology, including drones and satellites, why on earth would a country use a balloon for spying? That was the question on everyone's mind this week after U.S. defense officials accused China of flying a high-altitude surveillance balloon over the continental United States, prompting Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to postpone his trip to China. China has denied the balloon was being used for spying, saying, of course they would deny it. You think they're going to admit it? Oh, boy. Saying it was used for scientific research over America and was accidentally knocked off course by westerly winds. A U.S. military aircraft downed the balloon just off the Atlantic coast near the Carolinas on Saturday. Despite the fur, spy balloons are actually not that unusual. According to U.S. officials, they have been spotted over U.S. territory a number of times in recent years. Not a big deal, folks. They're always around us. Both U.S. and U.K. militaries have also made inquiries about high-altitude balloons. But it's only in the past 10 years or so that military attention has returned to balloons, according to Michael Clark, a visiting professor professor of the Department of War Studies at King's College London, because they see how useful they are or can be. So what's at stake here, folks? Well, it's our power grid, and they're already putting this into the liberal syndicates. Here is CNN, CNN, okay, CNN. A vulnerable power grid is in the crosshairs of domestic extremist groups. Gunshots fired at two power substations in Moore County, North Carolina, last year left 45,000 homes and businesses without power. And more attacks just like that could already be planned by domestic extremist groups, according to experts. Now, who are they going to say are the... uh, Domestic extremist groups. If CNN's reporting on it, I don't know. Are they going to say MAGA? (laughs) Are they going to blame MAGA? You see what they're doing here? They're preparing you. The gunfire hit critical parts of the substations and the power grid went out. Got no way to heat because we don't have a fireplace, one woman told WRAL after her home was plunged into darkness. Investigators found nearly two dozen shell casings from a high-powered rifle near the substations, but so far have not found a gun or made any arrests. Experts say the two substation attacks could be the work of domestic extremists who have openly advocating targeting vulnerable power system. A lot of you would say that when the power grid does go out, that's when the EBS comes on. For those of you who believe this, I don't know. I I just posed the question. Attacking the power grid to start a race war. So the motive behind the December 3rd attack is still not known, but it came after the FBI bulletin. You know, you can trust the FBI, right? (laughs) Okay. Oh, FBI bulletin in November warned of threats of extremist groups to create civil disorder and inspire further violence. This typically... Very primitive style attack equals millions of dollars in damage. Brian Harrell, a former U.S. Department of Homeland Security Assistant Secretary of Infrastructure Protection, told CNN, if you were to shoot out some very key components, you can quickly create an effect where the large, where this large multi-dollar, multi-million dollar transformer becomes essentially a paperweight. That's the target, folks, our grid system. What would spin us into chaos faster than anything? Take out the grid. EMP. 
and blame extremists. <laughs> They're the ones you got to blame. <laughs> How many of you like the uh, the video I just put up with uh, Lou Valentino? He sounds like a Lou Valentino. You know, it sounds like a 1950s singer. Valentino. Anyway, he was on my show, and um, he, he used to be a BLM protester. March used to, he marched with BLM. I thought it was very interesting. I brought him on. We talked about things. We broke some bread. He's a Trump supporter now. He has been for a while. Uh, you know, he says he took the red pill and he's continuing to take the red pill. It was a very interesting interview. I would suggest go back and watch that. Show your liberal friends. <laughs> so as we were distracted with the balloon, as things were happening with the balloon, what did Biden do? Well. He releases Guantanamo, Guantanamo prisoner once tortured at CIA sites. A one-time Al-Qaeda courier has been released after serving more than 16 years at a Guantanamo Bay Detention Center and enduring tor- torture at clandestine overseas CIA sites. U.S. military, military officials said Thursday they have freed and sent to Central America which he can just come right back over here because we have open borders. Anyway, they sent him to Central America. He ain't coming back. Don't worry. A one-time Al-Qaeda money courier who had completed his sentence, ending an imprisonment that included torture and clandestine CIA sites and 16 years at the Guantanamo Bay Detention Center. You think he's over it? You think he's just going to go away? Oh, you tortured me. You kept me in jail for 16 years. I'm over it. It's good. It's all good. We're even. We're even. Yeah, I don't believe that. Majid Khan. Majid Khan of Pakistan. Bahanda, who grew up outside Baltimore, arrived in Belize on Thursday under a Biden administration agreement with the government. This was the first time since the Obama administration that U.S. officials have been able to reach agreement with a stable Third-party country willing to take Guantanamo prisoners whom the U.S. no longer considers a threat. Khan's lawyer said he would have been freed last February under pretrial agreement. Khan, who is in his early 40s, said in a statement through the legal through the legal team that he is deeply <laughs> that he deeply regretted, deeply regretted his years of working with Al-Qaeda in his early 20s. That included Faring 50000 from Pakistan's to fund a deadly 2003 hotel bombing in Indonesia. Ah, he's over it. Ah, that was me when I was young. I was young. I didn't know anything. I was full of piss and vinegar. I was just crazy. I just want to... That's all. I mean, it was just, I was just a young kid. I was a young kid. We all do stupid shit when we're young. You know, it's just a young guy. I was young. I had a piss of vinegar in me. I was angry at my parents. America last. Biden regime officially announces additional 2.1 billion. Billion of your tax dollars. Again, here goes your tax money. For assistance in Ukraine. So they need 2.1 billion of your hard-earned money that you go to work every day for to pay for Ukraine. How does that feel? And so that they can let Chinese spy balloons fly over the U.S. and look in your house. But they have to use a microscope because the eyes are so squinty, they can't really see very well. But did you know Joe Biden offered Vladimir Putin 20% of Ukraine to end the war in a report. The White House and the CIA have responded to a report that CIA Director William Burns offered Russian President Vladimir Putin a fifth of Ukraine's territory to end the ongoing war as part of a peace plan drawn up on behalf of President Joe Biden. The CIA official told Newsweek that claims in the report from Swiss-German newspaper I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> it's a complicated word. Uh, that Burns, that 
that Burns taught, took a secret trip to Moscow in January and that there was a peace proposal put forward by the director on behalf of the White House were completely false. Last month, Burns traveled to a secret to in secret to meet and brief Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in Kiev, the Washington Post reported. Burns is said to have submitted the plan in mid-January to put an end to the war, which began on February 24th, 2022. We're coming up on a year's uh, anniversary, huh, folks? Wow. The story was reported in, by NZZ on Thursday, citing high-ranking German foreign politicians. In a bombshell report, in a bombshell report, Hunter Biden business partner Eric Schwerin moved 1,850 boxes of sensitive documents that included Obama-Biden transition papers from the, from the then VP Joe Biden White House office despite warnings from several attorneys. In another breaking report, folks, John Kerry is under, estimate, uh, under investigation for secret Chinese contacts, negotiations that show disregard for American national security. I don't know. I see this all unraveling. I just, we're in a race against time here. And now that we have the House, of course, they have the White House, we have the House. Uh, I think things are going to pick up speed. And I've said this before. I've said this many, many times before. Before the Chinese spa balloons. And get this, folks. Listen to this one. Congressman Jeff Van Drew. He tweets this. Jeff Van Drew. Would you believe me if I said the first half hour of our judiciary GOP hearing has been wasted because Democrats opposed saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Why? Because they're globalists. They're communist little bastards. <laughs> House Judiciary subpoenas FBI Director Ray and A.G. Garland for targeting parents. House Judiciary Republicans issued subpoenas to FBI Director Christopher Ray and Attorney General Merrick Garland to produce documents about alleged FBI investigations of parents at school board meetings in response to a controversial directive that Garland issued in late 2021. Um, the subpoena signed by Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, which forces Ray to turn over relevant documents to the House Judiciary Committee on March 1st, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, due to the alleged misuse of federal criminal and counterterrorism resources. The subpoena wants all documents and communications uh, referring to or relating to meetings with U.S. attorneys Offices in connection to Garland's memo issued in my 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 computer just but you guys give me a thumbs up if you guys still see me give me a thumbs up that was weird that was weird that was weird thumbs up that was strange all right I'm gonna blow I'm gonna go to some next one McDonald's folks McDonald's that was strange you guys still got me you still got me that was strange so McDonald's opens its first. Automated restaurant in Texas, folks. In Texas. So where are the jobs going to go? Where are people going to go for, I don't know, minimum wage? All these uh, illegals that are coming here over the border? What kind of jobs are they going to have? They're not going to be able to work at fast foods anymore. So McDonald's has opened a highly automated, a new highly automated restaurant in Texas, giving customers a first look at the potential future of fast food. The shakeup bans on indoor dining early in the in the in the boogeyman. You know what happened in the boogeyman led fast food restaurants like McDonald's. So they're blaming the boogeyman for this response. Like McDonald's to serve more people via drive-through, leading to longer wait times. The number of people ordering through delivery services also surged. Customers interact with others less in person and more through their digital devices, with heightened expectations for the service they receive. CEO Chris Kempensky said during the investor update of November 2020. At, the, at that time, or at that same time, execs announced that they were testing concepts to better meet the needs of post boogeyman, post boogeyman customers. The future of fast food 
Those concepts are now debuting, debuting at a new highly automated restaurant just outside Fort Worth, Texas. So, folks, guess what? Completely AI fast food restaurants. The first one opening up in Fort Worth, Texas. So here's here's the situation. All these people that are coming over the border looking for a better life, looking for honest jobs, where are they going to work? They can't. This restaurant just opened up, this McDonald's just opened up in Fort Worth, Texas. No employees. It's an AI restaurant. Fully automated restaurant in Texas. So where's the workers? What are you going to do with the workers? What are these people going to do when they come here besides take your tax dollars? Oh, they'll drive an Uber. They'll drive an Uber service, right? What happens when those are self-driving cars? There's going to be no jobs for these people. But don't worry, you're going to pay for it. And don't think they're not going to start building low-income housing in your neighborhood because that's a plan. They're going to be putting these people up in your neighborhood next to where Sally goes to school. This is how they are engineering the takedown of America, folks. We are in fifth generational war right now. Not tomorrow. Right now. It's happening right now. And that is why I am here to tell you this on YouTube. (laughs) This is why I do what I do. In what the fuck news, in what the fuck news, prostitutes solicit sex to Catholic elementary school. Oh, my gosh. Blaine Newsom. Prostitutes solicit sex next to Catholic elementary school in Oakland after Newsom signs law ending loitering arrests for prostitution. So meanwhile, in the Democrat hellhole of California, and I was just there, prostitutes are now soliciting Johns next to St. Anthony's K through 8th grade Catholic school in Oakland all hours of the day after... after Governor Newsom signed a law ending ending loitering arrests for prostitution. Last summer, the Democratic governor signed a state law that that prevents police from arresting sex workers loitering for prostitution. So now the prostitutes are walking around scantily clad and and some even naked next to children, and the police can't make any arrests thanks to Gavin Newsom. So the police can't even arrest these people. One mother told ABC7 that the prostitutes literally stand in front of the school, in front of the school gate as they solicit Johns. Do you see this every day? ABC7's Stephanie Sierra asked Rosa Vargas, a mother who sees the loitering prostitutions as she drops her daughter off to school. Yes, it's every day during all periods of the day, said Vargas. As the women directly in front of the, are the women directly in front of the school gate? Sierra asked, yes, said Vargas, just last week they were blocking the entrance of the parking structure where we were there to drop off our kids for basketball games. This is all demonic, engineered, breaking down society, breaking down America's society. This is all intentional. None of this is an accident. Newsom is taking orders from someone else to do this. I'm going to be having Alki David on again, uh, probably with 107. If you guys don't know who Alki David is, um, I like the guy. He's a, he's a very eccentric, uh, different kind of guy. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's going full retard on this, and I love it. <laughs> Uh, folks, I want to say thank you for um, the super chat. I appreciate all of you. Get to ninoscorner.tv. It's fire. Go to Patreon. Get some gear. It helps me keep doing what I'm doing. I do this full time now because of you. Go to my Instagram, David Nino Rodriguez Boxer or Nino's Truth as well, and uh, help me keep going, folks. This is all. This is what I do now. This is what I do now. Um, 
and I'm going to keep bringing you the information as we keep going into this, uh, as we keep heading into this uh, fifth generational war. Because we're in it, folks. This is not about tomorrow. This isn't about next week. It's not about next month. We are in it now. We are in it now. And uh, if you don't want to go to my Corner.tv, go to uh, Rumble. Uh, I put interviews there occasionally, and uh, but I still take care of the people that take care of me on Corner.tv. I take care of them first, and I always will. All right, folks, that's it for me today. I did an hour today. I did an hour. And the new heavyweight champion of podcasting and the black sheep of broadcasting, baby. Yeah. See you at ninoscorner.tv, folks, later.